0: This service has now departed. Oh hell no! Hell no! Hell no! Is it you? No. Is it disability? Raise the platform. Ready,
1: willing, and able. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Raise the platform. Don't forget the round.
2: Welcome to Raise the Platform here on Sin 90.7. You're here with Jaden, Amy, Rosie, and a special guest this week, yeah. Richard from Disability Sports and Recreation. How are you, Richard?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks, Amy. How are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, I believe we're having technical issues right now. I'm just going to. See if I can fix this up. How are you guys going this week? We're good. It's been good. a good, yeah. Week. Um, been a bit busy. I'm uh, currently trying to pack for Cambodia, which is a bit uh, yeah, if scary. Yeah, <laughs> if you didn't hear last week, Rosie and Alex, who is also on our show sometimes, are going to Cambodia to hand cycle around Cambodia. And Richard, I believe you're joining them. Yeah,
3: I thought I'd come along for the ride, so uh, 524 kilometres through Cambodia and Vietnam. That's crazy. How many
2: days is that over?
3: Um, Oh, it's about 10 days or so, so up to about 80 kilometres a day is is the the exercise, and then we've got a a couple of off days in between, but mostly it's 80 kilometres in the heat and a bit wet as well, I think it's going to be when we get over there. Yeah,
2: so that's very sporty. In In
3: the monsoon season over yeah. there yeah, yeah we're starting to but um that, that'll hopefully cool us down a little bit uh, from the yeah. heat i mean and rosie's been before in this sort of temperature so how yeah you find
2: Laos it, last year um i found it very difficult and a bit of a shock from going from really cold to really hot um but apparently cambodia and vietnam is actually hotter than Laos, oh. so i've been trying to mentally <laughs> prepare Well, we'll go to a song while you guys, you know, think about that and start mentally preparing. Thank you. This week, we're going to talk about wheelchair AFL, which is very, very exciting. Um, A bit about the Paralympics and more about your trip. You're listening to Raise the Platform here on Sin 90.7. And that was The Preachers with I Know a Girl, and that's a sweet 16. So you've probably heard that song throughout the week. It's absolutely one of my favourite songs at the moment. The Preachers are amazing and I'm so glad that they're back with some new material. Yes, you're but, uh, getting us into the Sweet 16 a lot here on Raise the Platform. Yes, yeah, so I'm trying. and We're probably not going to have some Sweet 16 tracks while I'm away, but that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So that, again, was a Sweet 16 track, so you'll hear that all over soon this week, yeah. Well, wow. previous week. Prev- this week that we yeah. had. This week that we had in tomorrow. You'll hear it tomorrow as well. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're not talking about music today. We're talking about sports here on Raise the Platform, and we've got a special guest. We've got Richard here from Disability Sports and Recreation, and obviously today is kind of a big day in the world of sports. It's the start of the Rio Olympics, and that would mark four weeks until the Paralympics as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're two weeks after. So I'm going to go with that and say roughly in four weeks, the Paralympics. Um, But obviously the opening ceremony was this morning. uh, Very, very early if you got up to watch it. I saw a bit of it. Um, What did you think, Richard? Because I know you saw a little bit.
3: Yeah, I saw a little bit. I mean, the opening ceremony is really more of a a celebration for the country that's hosting the Olympics. And and I found it fascinating hearing the whole backstory about Brazil and and all the cultures that have come together to to form their country, it was really something I wasn't that much aware of. And they had had a really fantastic climate change message as well, which I think was was really awesome. So that was really pleasing to see.
0: And this is the first uh, Olympics to be held in South America.
3: Yeah, Yeah. that's right. It's amazing. It's the 31st Olympics, and it's taken this long for it to arrive in South America. So it's great to see um, that sort of thing happening, and and, um, it was also great to see... I think in the messaging from, from some of the speeches, they were talking about how the Olympic movement was really trying to be much more inclusive, which I think uh, which is what the Paralympics is all about. And so it's really pleasing to hear those sort of comments as well.
2: Mm. Yeah, and also this year, I believe, they've had um, refugee athletes before compete at the Olympic Games, but this year was the first year that all the refu- refugee, sorry, refugee athletes have come together under one flag mm. and they're competing for the Olympic team. So if any of them win or get on the podium, the Olympic anthem will be played and yeah, they, heard are being, about that. Yeah, they are being represented by them. So that is very, very cool and um, I guess a big step to allow those athletes in on a team and you know, get the team spirit. Um, and obviously our Australian team is there as well um, and that's very, very exciting. I'm very curious to see how we will go in the swimming because obviously that's our big thing here. Yeah.
0: Um, and Especially after la- last, the last Olympics in yeah, London, London after we won one gold medal.
2: Yeah, well, that was very interesting. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes now. But um, also, there was a bit of internet commentary I saw about the uniforms, you guys. Mm. If you haven't seen them yet, you can look them up online. They're green with white stripes. In fact, I'll post them on the show after um, we're finished. But on the show, on the page... On the, yeah. <laughs> Um, Sorry. I didn't pick up on that. (laughs) Neither did I. Typos in real life again. We're going to have to start a segment. Amy's typos in real life. (laughs) Um, So we'll post a photo on the page and on our Twitter and Instagram and everything. But I think personally they looked really, really good. It's like a blazer, green and white stripes. But the internet and especially BuzzFeed have picked up on it that some people think they kind of looked like they were dressed in Medicare cards. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the colour scheme is, is very, very similar and it is a very Australian thing, Medicare. But, I mean, they looked really happy marching and I always, I always feel really good. For the Australian athletes, because I believe in the Olympic ceremony, the athletes come out at the end and at the Paralympic ceremony, they come out at the start, as far as I'm aware. So when you're coming out at the end, you have to walk the whole way. So you're standing for ages. So Australia is A, so we get to come out first, so yeah. we don't have to stand as long. <laughs> while as, you know, the countries at the end of the scale, like Zimbabwe and United States, they have to wait I think Greece either come
0: out last or first because they were the... they. It's where the Olympic movement began.
2: Yeah, Greece always Mm. come out first. They get to defy the alphabet and come out (laughs) first, as do the refugee team and Brazil, of course, because they are the host team. They come out last. Mm. So, yeah, um, we're going to go to another song now. We've got a good Australian band, I think, or Australian New Zealand band, Crowded House. This is for uh, Declan, who actually isn't on today. This is Four Seasons here on Sin 90.7, Raise the Platform. Hello, you are back on Raise the Platform here on Sin 90.7. We've got Ariane in the studio with us as well now. Hi, Ariane. Hi. How are you? I'm great, thank you. And of course, we're also joined by our special guests, Richard and Jaden. Now Richard, we've got you in, we discussed cycle power before, I believe that's what it's called. Was that right? That's right. Yes. Um, But we've also got you in to discuss a kind of uniquely Australian thing that's happening. Um, Disability Sports and Recreation, which is the association that you're with, is bringing in some wheelchair AFL, Australian footy rules, footy rules. You can see That's I know a right, sport. yeah.
3: Wheelchair AFL, which is sort of a strange concept because it yeah. doesn't sort of, when, when we were first told about it, we thought, hang on, that just doesn't make any sense.
2: Well, when Rosie told me about it, um, I immediately messaged her, how do you take a mark in wheelchair AFL? Yeah. Because if you don't know what a mark is, it's kind of where you jump on someone else's back
3: almost. So. Well, I mean, not always you jump on someone's yeah. back. I mean, yeah. a, a mark just just very much means that you've caught the ball yeah. and it hasn't fallen to the ground. So if you mark the ball in, in normal Aussie rules, yeah. um, from a kick, you mark the ball, that means the play stops and you've got time to then look around, find a teammate and then pass the ball on.
2: So how would you mark in wheelchair AFL? So
3: in wheelchair AFL, if somebody handballs the ball to you, yep. that's a mark. Okay. So, and what's different in, well, it's a few things that are different in wheelchair or AFL, but one of them is that you can handball and that becomes a mark if you catch yep. it. And the other one is you can underarm throw it. Okay. And when you underarm throw it, that's play on if you mark it.
2: Okay. So it's Very like, really cool. if you
3: think of a kick in, in, uh, able-bodied AFL, that can be marked. In wheelchair AFL, that's from a handball.
2: Okay. And obviously, um, pushing the wheelchair on grass is kind of hard if you haven't tried it's a bit difficult so how do you guys get around that?
3: Yeah it, w- it would be very difficult so what happens is th- the game is played on a basketball court Okay. so it it's very much um, it's a mix of a few different sports really if you think about netball in the different zones um, they play with, with two forwards <laughs> a centre Sorry. and two defenders and the ball gets uh, passed around the, the basketball court either with handballs or, mm-hmm. or underarm throws as I mentioned and then at each end there's some goalposts that are set up with with some sticks that that stay up on, on a basketball court, and you handball it through to make a score.
2: Very very cool. Yeah, Do I you think, have a question? I for think
3: wreck footy and a- or
0: AFL Nines as it's called now is quite similar because it's with the zones and that. That's right, yeah.
3: Jaden. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very similar to AFL Nines, and and the good thing about AFL Nines is that's brought. Uh, the opportunity for men and women to play together, people with different abilities can play so together, and so that can happen in wheelchair AFL. sport is
2: open for wheelchair AFL, is open for, AFL, is open for um, mixed teams, it's not just guys and girls and different leagues, it's going to be yeah.
3: mixed. Well it's, it's, it's only just starting, so yeah. in, in reality um, we're, we're part of a national organisation okay. called Disability Sport Australia and they developed the sport uh, in conjunction with the Australian Defence Force yep. they developed the game as a a game that soldiers coming back from from injury or, or stress and trauma from from war zones can actually find a game that they can play with their friends um that actually gets them back into the spirit of of competitive life and playing in a team yeah so they, they developed a game and, and, and they said to us all right we're going to have a national championships in melbourne um melbourne is the home of sport in the world you need to make a uh, form a team so we had to quickly form a team within about seven or eight weeks to participate in the national championships that were in Melbourne. And so we just grabbed together seven or eight players, some of who used to play wheelchair basketball. Um, and at that stage, because the sport's only starting, you need as many numbers playing as possible.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so I put my hand up and, and I'm able bodied. So I actually, uh, hopped in the chair and trained for six or seven weeks and hopefully improved my wheelchair skills and how I played that, in the Victorian team.
2: How did that training go? Because obviously you guys hadn't played this game before, so it would have been learning as you go.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, we, we had a couple of um, yeah Paralympic gold medalists from wheelchair yep. basketball from olden days times. Um, they're not current wheelchair um, Australian basketballers, but that they've been previously. So we had some quite talented players on the team who had played football when they were younger, and they'd played football before their injury uh, in a lot of cases. So mm-hmm. they actually had some pretty good handball skills, and they were quite competitive. And Victorians like to be the best, so we were yes. we were pretty competitive at the. National Championships, and we ended up coming second, which was pretty good considering we'd really only learnt the game in in the six or seven weeks before the event. No, that's brilliant.
1: I have a couple of questions for you, being a big AFL fan myself, um, about the rules of the game. Um, So, basically, I'm going to say a couple of rules that um, happen in normal AFL and ask how they're impacted with you guys. Right. So, In normal AFL you have a rule called holding the ball whereas if they've had prior opportunity and they've dragged the ball in they get holding the ball or if they've had the ball for too long they get holding the ball. So how long in wheelchair AFL can you have possession of the ball without getting holding the ball?
3: That's a, a very good question. Um, what happens is, as I said before, if you receive the ball from a from a handball, yeah. then you've got time to dispose it when you like. Yeah. But if you receive the ball from an underarm throw, then it's it's considered play on. Yeah. So if someone uh, wheeled a chair up behind you and tapped you on the back, yeah. then if you've had prior opportunity to get yeah. rid of the ball, yeah. and that's considered holding the ball. Yeah. So I think there's a, there is a time frame. I'm not sure whether it's you know one or two seconds or so. Um, but the the concept is so the game moves really quickly. Yeah. Well, it, it depends if you've had yeah if you've got a, had a chance to get rid of it. So yeah. I think it's about three seconds in wheelchair AFL. Yeah. And, and and to be honest, the sport's only starting, and and in it's the rules are they're not being made up as we go, but the rules are being sli- slightly changed as we go to to make it a, a really workable More sport. Finesse. Exactly, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah this will be really, really cool because it puts Australia's stamp, I guess, on um, future wheelchair sports and innovations for more people to get into sport. Yeah.
3: yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, the concept that I found, because I was able-bodied, um, to actually play in a team uh, with with a, a whole range of people who had various disabilities, I mean, I found, I found it really enjoyable to actually be a part of the team and to go onto the court with these people and learn about their stories and... and it just gave us a great chance to to hit the court together. And once you're on the court and you're playing, then you, you, your various abilities just goes out the window. You're, you're just another player on the team.
1: I think it would be great for... And I'm not sure whether this could be implemented, but you were saying that it was originally implemented for people that... Um, have come back and had injuries from war. What I thought might be a really good idea is to have people that have played football that have then suffered an injury, which means they can't play anymore. So Absolutely. In, um, in, like, they have... You guys have balloon football. Some people play balloon football. But I think this is a really um, great thing that people who perhaps have had you know a, a spinal injury or a neck injury can come in and play and get back into the game they love in a different way
3: exactly so there was, i think it's really yeah great. Well, well there's actually two or three players who were on the team who were in that exact scenario where, yeah. where they had played i think one of them played under 19 football for collingwood and, yeah. and he was looking for a career in his future about potentially playing AFL and had his injury, yeah. um, and now he's able to play the game that he absolutely loves, uh, which is wheelchair AFL, uh, which is AFL in, in any form, yeah. and, and this was just another, another type of that sport.
2: Um, Richard, so... Just to kind of wrap this up, thank you for talking to us today, by the way. We really, really appreciate it. Um, You mentioned before that this sport is still in development (laughs) and it's still a thing that's coming and it's being worked on. But if people want to get involved in wheelchair AFL or in wheelchair sports in general, how would they do so?
3: The the easiest thing is is to go to our our website, which is www.dsr.org.au, so from that site, you can find a lot of information about links to... We've got a, uh, a project called SCORE, which is where you can you can find different sports that relate to your your disability and your area where you live and what you're interested in. Or you can send us an email at info at au, and then we'll be able to get back to you with some answers. For you.
2: And if you're interested, we'll put all those links on our social media as well. And yeah, so now we have... Got Alex Leahy with Let's Go Out here on Sin 90.7. You're listening to Raise the Platform. Welcome back to Raise the Platform here on Sin 90.7. We've got a full house today here on Sin. We've got lots of de- guests coming in. We have Jaden, Ariane, Nikki, Stella, and myself, Amy. And obviously, we had Richard from Disability Sports and Recreation before. Hi, guys. Hi. How Hi. are you all? Good. Good. Ooh. Awesome. So, um, Ariane is in today and she's very, very excited about the Paralympics <coughs> that are coming up in about four weeks. As we mentioned before, we think four weeks, we're not entirely sure. So yeah. what are you looking forward to in the there's Paralympics? There's
1: usually, I've worked out there's usually a gap of about a week before yeah. the, um, Versus the regular Olympics to the Paralympics.
2: Yeah, I should really know because one of my best friends is competing. I'm sorry. I should know these <laughs> things.
1: Um, it's okay. Um, you can be forgiven for not knowing. Um, I just wanted to talk about it briefly um, because there's a lot of talk about safety at the moment in Rio. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of talk about safety for... Um, the Paralympians. Now, I was watching Channel 2 and, um, excuse me if I don't know a lot because it was just brief. There was a report on the Paralympic swim team and one of Moira Kelly's sons is, um, for those who don't know who Moira Kelly is, she's, uh, a, um, advocate for people with disabilities, because she is a um, is a mum to several people with disabilities. If I can religion. interject
2: there, yeah, um, you might know Moira Kelly Bear. She adopts or she looks yeah. after children from third world countries who have yeah. disabilities, and she looked after about ten years ago. She still looks after um, the conjoined twins Krishna and Trishna, yeah, and that big surgery that was covered. So that's when uh, you might know I her. I think that from. was a bit.
0: I think that was, I think, five or six years ago. Yeah, not ten years ago, yeah. but
4: that's... Yeah, I, she adopted I, them. I think she looked after a guy who went on a story and got... Yeah, she did. Um, he And I there. think he didn't have like yes. And other. she looked after the...
2: And going yeah, so that's where you might know her name from, yeah. but Arianna, if you want to continue.
1: The, um, her, um, son that went on, um, <coughs> her son that went on Australia's Got Talent and her son that's going to the Olympics, they are actually biological brothers. Mm-hmm. And, um. She adopted them as well. So Trishna and Krishna and the boys were all adopted um, by her. Yep. And she was on Channel 2 because one of the boys is going to the Olympics. Yep. He's a swimmer. He, th- yeah, he's yeah. swimming. And he was really excited. Um, and he, both arms, he doesn't have any arms. He's only got legs. So he was really excited about going to the Olympics. But one of the things I loved is one of the members of the Paralympic swim team is a, um, is, what do you call it? Amputee, that's the right word. And she, um, doesn't have one of her legs. And she was saying it's an opportunity to make a fashion statement and she's got a specially design leg for the Paralympics. And also a
0: prosthetic.
1: Yeah, specially de- painted and got stars cut out of it and got Australia written in gold on it. And That's very it looks cool. looks really cool. and um,
2: It's almost like a tattoo just for the Paralympics. Yeah,
1: yeah, but a tattoo you can remove whenever you want. Yeah, it's cool. Um, um, and also the Um, I learnt that um, Adam Hills and the guys from The Last Leg uh, two British guys are also doing a a short series of The Last Leg from the Rio Paralympics and um, they're very excited about broadcasting from there. Obviously they met during the London Paralympics and that's where the last league was born yep. and ever since then they've been doing that so watch out for them as well guys they're very funny and they shed light heartedness in some of the
2: hardest subjects. I just wanted to go back to what you said before Ariane about safety concerns because I've been interested about this if you've been following the news about the olympics at all which is starting today um the australian athletes couldn't enter the village because it was deemed unsafe and i believe her name's kitty chiller the chief of the olympic team said no this is unsafe you can't go in if it's unsafe for able-bodied athletes or it was at the time it's not anymore i'm I'm not concerned, but I'm just interested to find out what extra measures they're going to take for the Paralympic athletes. Well,
1: apparently the Paralympic athletes have a different chef's mission. They've got a different um, Paralympic village. And apparently one of the Paralympians from the pool team was saying that she's been to the... Paralympic Village, and it's really accessible, and that's
3: but, really good. And
1: then one of the guys who was on the Channel 2 News report that I was watching says, "Oh no, we think that people with disabilities will be in less danger because they're less likely to be targeted." Well, it's actually seen that in crimes, people with disabilities are more likely to be targeted, like, especially especially when it comes to sexual crimes and stuff. So you can't say they're less likely to be targeted because they have disabilities. Like, you can't just say... I think the thing
2: is to be careful. And, obviously, um, if you need any help with that sort of thing, you can contact Lifeline. Um, And, yeah, just... I think the thing is... Just 13, the 11, ath-
1: 14. That's the athletes number. need to be
2: careful. Um, we're going to go to the creases with Impact here on Raise the Platform Sin 90.7. In Sin 90.7. You are here with a full house. You've got Jaded, Aria, Nikki, Stella, Amy, and we obviously had Richard from Disability Sports and Recreation on before, and we also had our in studio ghost Rosie on before. But. but ooh. Ooh. Um, but right now, I believe we're going to talk about some sports that we play because the topic of the show this week is sports, all things sporty. Um, now, we've got, we were talking before, I've got a friend who lives in Sydney and she is hard of hearing and she's just started playing Quidditch, which if you don't know, is a game. It's a fictional or it was fictional game from Harry Potter. Yeah. And... Um, She's very, very funny. She's a bit nervous because she's just started and they play in all weather. So she's a bit nervous that she won't be able to hear in all the weather, but she's doing really, really well. And they run around and they chase a guy who's got, like, the snitch, the golden ball that they have to catch tied to his waist and they he can, like, block them and they have to chase them and it's really intense and they One run of around. the
1: things I've heard about Quidditch, yep. one of the things I don't like that isn't true to the uh, books or the movies... They, they don't fly? Got, no, they've got three beaters instead of two. See, I... Which I don't like. Um, if it's only two in the original game, then it only should be two in the in the um, Australian version, is my... my
0: real-life version.
2: Do yeah. you guys yeah. want to know something? I have a t-shirt that I bought that says, Quidditch, Team Captain, everything... I haven't read all the books and I haven't seen all the movies I yeah it's a little secret but it's such a cool shirt that I kind of had to have it yeah. and I on uh, sorry Stella is going to talk to us about the sport that she's planning to play in hopefully in Tokyo in a couple of years
0: I am a very keen horse rider and dressage and I am about to buy a new horse called Cabaret. It is my dream to go to the Paralympics, hopefully in 2020.
2: That is very, very cool. And I think I can safely say that you've got the whole team of Raise the Platform behind you
1: <laughs> and that we
2: kind of can't wait to see you compete in 2020.
1: Well, I've said to Stella that if she gets in, I will fly to Tokyo and watch all her events. That I would be. With you. <laughs> it's yeah, I think
2: we're all gonna come. We're gonna need to kind of get some airfare somehow. Um, yeah. We to book the ho-
4: we're gonna have to book the whole plane. to Stella. She's right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Raise the platform, <laughs> airlines. Um. So yeah, that is very cool. And can I say I love the name Cabaret. That is such a cool name. Um. It's very.
4: Did you pick the name, or did it already come with him? So the horse was
2: already named Cabaret when you got him. So that's very, very cool and very, very exciting. Um, I would love to own a horse. I couldn't. I have no reason to, but I would love to own one. Um, Well, if
1: you want to learn to ride, then you've got a reason to own a horse.
2: Yeah, true. You
1: learnt to
2: ride? I learnt to ride when I was very, very little because I have cerebral palsy, spastic diplegia and apparently it's very, very good for the calf muscles in your leg. It, like, stretches them out. Oh, yeah, it is. I
1: used to ride. Yeah,
2: so I did everything with, um... I think it was called RDA, Riding for Disabilities Australia. I did that when I was very, very little Uh, and I had a horse called Popcorn at the time.
4: I'm I'm actually interested in it. Just as something fun to do, and I've uh, contacted RDA, but they haven't got back to us. So hopefully one day I'll be able to see how hard writing is just for a hobby, maybe.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's all these studies as well on like. Um, working with animals and people with disabilities and all of that sort of stuff. So it's a really positive thing to do. So hopefully they will get back to you shortly. And Jaden, I believe we've got a song coming up.
0: Yes, we've got Pink and Most Girls. You are listening to Sin 9.7 and Raise the Platform. Hello,
2: you are listening to Raise the Platform here on Sin 90.7. You are here with Jaden, Ariane, Nikki, Stella. Amy. And we had Richard from Disability Sports and Recreation on before for our sports show. So, yay. Now ariane has got something she wants to say. Oh, I, I mean,
4: Stella.
2: But I'm getting everyone's names wrong today. I apologise. We've got a full house. So, it's all the party people and I'm just caught up in the party. Now, Stella, what have you got to say? I believe this can... Cons- right with RDA in state and national championships. So... Um, Just in case you weren't listening before the previous song, we were discussing RDA, which is Riding for Disabilities Australia, I believe. Riding
1: for the Disabled.
2: Yep. And so we were discussing them before the song break. And so, um, yeah, and obviously Stella has the hopes to go to Tokyo in 2020 for um, horse... No, for dressage. Um, so we were just discussing in the break special Olympics, Jane. do you want to talk about that?
0: Well, the Special Olympics, it's um, it's a whole group of sports, and it's unlike the Paralympics, which is open to mainly physical ones. It's this is for intellectual disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got the opportunity to compete against other intellectually disabled um, people, athletes, athletes in in events around Australia and, in fact, around the world as well. Yeah,
2: I know um, someone who's competed for Team USA all over the world in cycling for the Special Olympics. And that's really good because, Jaden, correct me if I'm wrong, but some sports like in the Olympics and the Paralympics can also be really stimulating and really mentally overstimulating for some people with intellectual disabilities so they can adapt these games to not be so distracting so the athletes can focus and all of that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um I don't know too much about the special limits, yeah. but I know it is for people with intellectual disabilities only.
2: Yeah, so that's good. And um, we'll find out when those are on and talk about those a bit when they come around as well. Um, so to continue our discussion about general sports, we didn't have everyone in before when we were discussing wheelchair AFL with Richard. Um, what do you guys think of wheelchair AFL becoming a thing? It's very uniquely Australian. Yeah.
4: I think it would be correct to not only the wheelchair A F L, but to other the um A F L for people who can walk, but they have um difficulties. So maybe they should introduce not only. Yeah, difficult. like
2: myself and Rosie, we use crutches sometimes and they have like, it's kind of known as, but it's a misname: Cerebral Palsy Soccer or CP Soccer, which is designed for people on walkers and on crutches, so something very, very similar to that.
0: Is that that gold ball or something like that? I
2: think that's what it's called. I'm not too sure, but some people think it's just cerebral palsy soccer. But it is open to people of all disabilities if you use a walking frame or crutches. Yes. And um, Stella has got something to say here about wheelchair AFL. Yeah, very, very cool. I love how the iPad says AFL. Yeah. It's always a very funny thing, the GPS voices. Yeah, and.
0: Also, in regards to wheelchair AFL, the there was, and also pertaining, coming back to what was said about um, cerebral palsy soccer, there's a thing called wheelchair rugby, which is, aka murder ball, which is yeah
2: that's a nickname,
0: which is, which is a sport which is rugby on for quadriplegics, yeah. so people who have all four limbs affected, and I- it's. Pretty brutal. It
2: can be played in a wheelchair by anybody. And if you're wondering why it's got that nickname, essentially the guys who play it professionally are the same weight, so like 100 to 120 kilos, in metal wheelchairs. And they are hurling themselves at you. And it's quite scary. So that's why it's got that little and nickname. It's a Paralympic
0: sport. But and Australia's done pretty well in it. Australia has, it.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing our performance.
4: Fuck the thing about. Um, Sorry, AFL the today, but I think before we get that there will need to be women AFL.
2: Yeah, or well, women. Women's AFL is coming next year in the mainstream AFL league, I believe. Yeah, what um, I don't
1: get with that is they're gonna have a women's league and a men's league, but the women's league is only gonna be eight teams. So it's like, how far can you take eight teams? If two teams have to play each game, how many rounds can you seriously oh, play eight teams without that I guess them? so, but
2: I guess in this context, well, they're going to be
0: running, they're running the women's AFL league out of, out of the um, regular AFL season for men, so we held during the summer, and with okay. the. And so
1: we'll have all year And the grand finals
0: that will probably, final. the, a, will probably be the for will probably the curtain raiser to a round one game.
2: I guess in this context, what you can also say is Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good step. It's a small step. It's a good step. And that kind of wraps up our sports show. Thank you for joining us today on Raise the Platform. You were here with Jaden, Ariane, Stella, Nikki, Rosie. Amy and Richard from Disability Sports and Recreation. That was a mouthful. But, yeah, we've had a really good show today. We've had everybody in. We will see you next week here on Raise the Platform. We want to wish Rosie and Alex luck for their cycle power trip around Cambodia. We'll be sure to bring you updates from that. Now we have... Oh, check our podcast and our social medias for the links to Disability Sports and Recreation and the interview with Richard and everything else. We will see you next week.